Mais moi, je comprends pourquoi je fais ça. Ça, c'est la cure de ce que j'ai vu là. C'est mathématique. Ça fait beaucoup de sens pour les gens qui le comprennent. Donc, l'Amérique, la pauvreté, le vol pour bouffer, suivre producteur, acteur, movie star, aller le soir dans les boîtes de nuit, espérant voir une movie star avec les photos, les karatés, magazines de karaté. C'est tout ce que j'avais, moi. Je parlais pas anglais. Mais je m'étais entraîné pendant 20 ans en karaté. What was that you said? I was talking to them. Are you going to help me? I was talking to them. I swear. Looks like a regular flat tile to me. Can I see your registration? Oh, come on, officer, registration, please. please. Don't ruin my Show day, me your please. registration, just... please. Ah, I always get all the crap. Thanks a lot. Anytime. You owe me big time. Holy ah, shit, what was that? Would you shut up? What's up, everybody? This is your host, Stevie, and tonight we're doing a movie that's very near and dear to my heart, which is 2018 or 2008's what I would call a classic, JCVD. I think we have a full crew tonight, right, boys? Full boat. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, Tonight's opening question is, let me see here, I had just had this down and then my phone started to act up. Okay. What actor or actress would you like to see give a six-minute monologue about their career during the middle of a movie? Um, let's go from Weesus to Isis and just say your name, where you're recording from, and go from there. Hey, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes, recording out of Simi Valley, California. Uh, what a question, Stevie. Um, we got two answers that come to my mind. So the first one is Jared Leto. Jared Leto, maybe in a movie, even like Morbius, right? Like fuck that whole movie. It's a disaster anyway. Let's just have him like elevate above the set he's on <laughs> into like the lighting mm. rafters and talk about how awesome he thinks he is. Something like that. I think it would be really funny because obviously Jared Leto's like a meme, Right by himself, like people just like hate this fucking guy. So like it'd be really funny, and I'm sure it would be right up his own ass. Uh, another one that's kind of similar, I guess, is Tom Cruise. Mm, right, oh, that's because a good one. It's a really good one. Everyone seems to love Tom Cruise, but if you got to listen to him talk about <laughs> the things he actually cares about for six minutes, the whole world would turn on him again. <laughs> Because he's a fucking lunatic Scientologist. <laughs> and, you know, I like his movies. He's a good actor, but he's a lunatic Scientologist. A little redundant, isn't it? He doesn't do a lot of press. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. Like They probably don't allow him anymore. Yeah. 
It's like you've done enough. Last time we did an interview, the guy squirted water in his face. Why did you do that? I just Why did you do that? that the other day? I What's like, funny about that? Yeah. Why would you do that? Like, I'm actually on his side. That's pretty lame, but... Come on, why do that to him? He's not going to think it's funny. I mean, I love his Oprah interview. That was a hilarious <laughs> midlife crisis. And then um, also the one with Matt Lauer was fantastic, too. Pretty much about he was oh. the only one who could save people. That was awesome. Well, all Scientologists believe that. But, you know, you're right. Like, going, those were the days back those when, Those were like, the glory he, days. <laughs> yeah, he had a black eye back in those days. <laughs> now his, like, publicist is like, you can only talk about movies. <laughs> like, that's it. And it has to be from a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be outside of the plane walking along its wings. Wouldn't it be awesome if that's why he's doing those stunts all the time? Just so he doesn't talk to the press? It's like he spent three years doing a stunt just so he didn't have to talk to the press about how nuts he is. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I heard something, and I don't remember where at all, but I believe it. And it's that Tom Cruise was working on some movie every day, and he would drive up to set in his motorcycle, and he would park, but he had a guy that would follow behind him that would take his parked motorcycle and take it out and then back it in every day. So, like, Tom Cruise would ride in and park, and then there was some other, like, henchman of his that was just there. He just existed to, like, back in his motorcycle. (laughs) That sounds like Mission Impossible 2, Tom Cruise. I don't know why, but that just sounds like those are the days of that. Oh, we should have added Mission Impossible 2 to the poll. A lot of doves, a lot of birds, a lot of fucking birds. John Woo mentioned in this movie many times. <laughs> <I know. laughs> True. Uh, Mikey from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I can't really... Th- Tom Cruise is such a good answer, but I'm going to have to go with Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think he's just uh, oh one of the craziest... Or Nick Nolte. <laughs> That'd also be a good one, too. Uh, maybe both of them talking to each other for 12 <laughs> minutes in, in a monologue. Uh, just someone who's just generally considered super weird in Hollywood would be the best option. The only normal person I could think of that would be cool would be like Keanu. Yeah. I think Keanu would have a pretty good story to talk about. Yeah, Keanu's definitely gone through like a shit ton of sadness in his life. Pappy? Uh, yeah. Geography doesn't matter. It doesn't. At this <laughs> point, we're all in the same state. <laughs> um, this is Pappy. Recording from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I, I had a couple answers, like everybody else. The first one that came to my mind was like a really sad one. I think Judy Garland, I know it's like way back, but she got like run through the fucking ringer back in the day. So I feel like that would be like an emotional one. I thought Johnny Depp would be interesting. Um, just I would like to hear his perspective on his career post pirates and pre pirates. But my, my actual answer is the biggest mystery man in Hollywood today, star of the. The Flash box office hit. Uh, I want to know what Ezra Miller has to say about his career. He's talk about a man who's been silenced. That man's done no press for the Flash. Yeah. Could you imagine what he would say to the camera? I don't want to. I mean, like the man was pretty much playing like Grand Theft Auto in Hawaii, but in real life, right? I feel like he was getting arrested every other day when he was in Hawaii. They. Ezra Miller is non-binary, you son of a bitch. Ezra Miller doesn't deserve our res- pronoun respect. She's <laughs> <God. laughs> elevated to the Raptors in his movie. He's like, I had to kidnap that girl. <laughs> I had no choice but to kidnap that family. <laughs> is that me? Yeah, I think it might be me, actually. 
Oh, go ahead, Brett. No, you're up. You got. Oh, now they want to go by geography. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I think this is Josh from Goshen. I would like to see Brad Pitt give a monologue. I want to know what it's like to be with Jennifer Aniston and leave her and live with that choice. And I kind of want to know what happened on that jet. Um, I imagine it being something like hanging out with Brad Pitt. He's like three or four drinks deep. He's like, it's on that jet. <laughs> what jet? What jet? What are you talking about? What jet? The one where you attacked his family? And I was thinking about how I left Jennifer Aniston for this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pax was dribbling the ball off the walls. <laughs> they had enough, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Let's bleep out the child's name, by the way. But I just, I would love to see a real Brad Pitt be vulnerable. I think we all need that. He's been Superman for a long time in society, and I think, you know, he's done some bad things. But I think we can all still like him if he just came clean. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. There was a court case, and he was charged being guilty. Yeah, you were his defense lawyer. No, did, I, did I miss that? Did I miss that? Bird law. Oh, Wait, he was guilty? No, there's no trial. That's my point. Alleged. Oh, I gotcha. Come on, he's a hero. Let's give him the benefit. If there's no Royal McPoyle, <laughs> there's no trial. <laughs> yeah. All right, are uh, you done, Josh? Uh, should I go ahead and just give my B answer so we can edit that whole section out? I got two <laughs> yeah, in my notes. Let's give you B, but let's we'll, do we'll that. Edit. It was eight okay. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> do, do your B, Josh. Uh, I think that might actually be a little worse. Brett, maybe you can just no, 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 no. Give your B. give your B. If it's freaking Sorry. air clapped and I'm leaving the house, <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. I already bit into my nectarine to try to do like the Brad Pitt eats while talking bit. Yeah, I, no, really, I got it, bro. Thank you. I really like dug into this. I'm just gonna let this be. Josh from Goshen. Right. Thanks, thanks everyone. All right, uh, this is Brett from Fort Wayne. Uh, it pro- I don't know if it would be as good as the one that was done in this movie by Don Flaw Jam Tan, but um, <laughs> uh, I think I would like to see this is a weird one because he's a weird guy and it's not like I'm a huge fan of him, but I think he's probably the most talented actor of all time. I would like to see Daniel Day-Lewis do one and every 30 seconds switch to a different movie accent. Like I want him to, I want him to start as Billy the butcher, Bill the butcher. And then maybe end with like, uh, what's his face from there will be blood. Daniel Plainview. Mm. And just a couple, you know, uh, Hawkeye and uh, an Irish accent from the name of the father in there. Just mix it all in. I think he's, I think he's like genius, but he's weird. And I'd like to know like his process. Dude, that would break the man. There's no way he could method act all yeah, he's four method, parts so at once. He, I don't think you can switch between like that if you're method, right? Hey, who's directing? Me. <laughs> Stevie, you believe in the Daniel Day Plainview theories, right? What's that? Like, that's actually him? That really is him. Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, Daniel Plainview is one of my favorite movie characters <laughs> of all time. I know I'm supposed to hate him, but I just can't. It's too real, though. I know, but if that really is like how, you know, Daniel Day Lewis is, good on him. Like I'd work for that man. 
<laughs> Except for the whole psychotic killing thing. I mean, I'd work for him in a heartbeat. Like, seeing how ruthless he is, yeah, I work for that. By the way, uh, my John Paul Van Damme joke was a joke from off the pod, so uh, no one's going to get it. But I went for it anyway, so. Because Josh said something very similar to that when he tried Brett's to say Brett's ripping on my stutter. Brett's ripping on my stutter. Stutter, stutter. Okay, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Um, I think someone who could give a performance... I mean, I really think they could if they were to allow themselves to be more vulnerable. Um, on like the level that JCVD did was would be uh, Nicolas Cage. I Ooh. think he would give a really good one. And this is going to sound strange, but I think Al Pacino would give a really good one too. Huh? I, I think... Uh, Al Pacino would give a really great one, especially nowadays, because he's done some fucking clunkers in the past 15 years. And I would like to see that Al Pacino, not the Godfather one, but the old man who's, you know, having kids at 80. <laughs> yeah. You have many wives. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right, so let's get into this. This is JCVD, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Not Jesus Christ, who is played by Jim Caviezel. You know, who used to be a great actor before he got in the passion when he lost his fucking mind. But, um. <laughs> Easy, buddy. I know. <laughs> but, um, actually, I'll kick it to you, Corey. How does this movie start out? I think it's actually pretty interesting. Oh, JCVD starts off like exactly like what you would think this movie would start off like if you had no idea what this movie was, right? If you went in to go see a 2008 Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called JCVD, you have no idea of the context of what this is about. It starts off heavy action and it's crazy and it's that kind of cool like 2008 action kind of reminded me of like uh, the Rambo reboot or the Rambo sequel that came out that year which is actually good. I think that one's just called Rambo. But it's an extended action scene. Jean-Claude Van Damme just whooping everyone's ass in this it's like a weird environment. It's like an urban battlefield. Like you can't really like pinpoint what's going on here because there's just like people playing cards sometimes right and Jean-Claude Van Damme walks up and like kills them all. But there's also like soldiers running around. It's a fucking nightmare wasteland, but it's a really cool long take action scene. We just did Tropic Thunder, and it's got an also a 2008 movie. Very Tropic Thunder vibes, because this could almost be. I, I don't know, this seems like a fine movie. Like, I feel like I would give this movie a yes <laughs> if it actually existed. You know? It's good. I really enjoy the one take aspect of this part. Um, I think opening on a one take, like, so this movie doesn't have a ton of action, especially like Jean-Claude Van Damme action, which we all know what goes into that. A lot of kicks, a lot of puns, Splits. a lot of kind of ironic kills. And one thing I enjoy about this is it 
this movie pretty much eliminates all of that right away within the first, you know, five to ten minutes. And watching this movie, you can obviously tell it's a movie set, at least in my opinion. Like right away, you're like, okay, we're just like on a movie set here. And I like how it ends with the wall falling down. And then we break into like the actual story, which is a man who's on the far, far backside of his career. Yeah, it's all actually a movie. And it's cool. You know, I kind of anticipated that reveal because I uh, knew the synopsis of that movie. Still a really good scene, though. And also kind of like hurt my heart that he went through this whole long take. <laughs> and then a fucking a, a prop fell down and it ruined the whole thing. Like, And he's like talking to the director and he's like, how old is he say? He's 47 or something. Yeah. He's like, I'm 47 years old. It's really fucking hard for me to do this. Like, do we? <laughs> and the director is literally just playing darts. Like, he's a caricature of like the I don't give a fuck director, right? Is this our first John Woo reference of the movie as well? Yep. The director? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of shitting on John Woo in this movie. Yeah, well, the director brings him up. The director says, uh, just because this guy thinks. He brought John Woo to the States or something. Thinks he can tell me what to do. Something like that. Yeah. Josh, you're you're a man who shoots pictures for a living. <laughs> um, how long mm. do you think a scene like this would take to actually shoot? This opening scene with all these extras? With all these extras, one take. How long do you think? If you're talking after Bidenflation, Joe <sighs> Bidenflation... Really just think about that one. Just think about all the day rates of every person that <laughs> appears in frame. That's probably like fourteen, fifteen hundred for the day, and that might be the only time they actually do something. Maybe they do this scene twice if they're able to reset, like the whole Rube Goldberg scenario, all the flames, all the blood, all the fake casts, and everything. Like it really is an insane scene. Stevie, do you like the action in it? Do you think it's like yes. good? It, it's yeah, it's, it's cool. actually pretty decent. I love that part where he like hides as if he's dead really quick. Did you have any yeah. favorite parts? <laughs> I'm watching this scene right now, and it's just like I kind of like go back to like what Corey said. It's kind of like a hodgepodge of different shit you'd see in actual Van Damme movies, and <laughs> some of it is like shot well and some of it i feel like is intentionally shot like direct to dvd movie which is very clunky very clumsy and i guess what i like is there's different references especially with you know i whether it's on purpose or not i like the scene where jean-claude kneels down and throws sand in a guy's face i think it's a great reference to bloodsport yeah <laughs> like if i had to look at something and the funny thing to me is what makes me laugh at this scene is if you watch it back, Jean-Claude is using his legs the entire time. It's always his legs. He's not throwing that many punches at all. It's all legs. So that's why, I mean, I get a kick out of it just ironically. Because I feel like a director would push that, which is use your legs, use your legs. Get a kick out he of it. He gets a kick out of it. Yeah, I saw that too. I have a question though. Like why? I thought this was just going to be for this beginning movie within a movie part. But why does the color of this movie look? I was gonna the ask you why it, it looks like it looks like vomit. Really? It, <laughs> it's I like think green. it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's it's disgusting looking. It's like washed is, out and weird. The lighting is very harsh. Josh, I mean, you're a man of who shoots pictures for a living. 
Why did they take out <laughs> all the saturation of this film? Uh, it's one of two things, right? It's like a artistic choice. Yep. Which it could be. It sets a mood. Maybe they're trying to say something about how this is like faux life or something. Kind of real life. Life with a sheen on it. I don't know. The other option is um, maybe um, they weren't using like the best cameras. And this is maybe kind of a way to cover up some of the edges sort of thing. Stevie, I'm not exactly sure what the budget was on this, but do you think it could be that latter? $12 million. I think it works twofold. If someone says, hey, we got to save some money somewhere, someone could say, taking out all the vibrance of this movie's representation of how Jean-Claude Van Damme is feeling throughout this entire movie. Mm. <laughs> but then just make it black and white. Like, why make it look like vomit? Like well, Brett I think said. they're doing the Sicario thing where, like, this is Brussels, though. This is so- Mexico. <laughs> yeah, it's not just an orange filter. It's a green matrix filter over everything. Yeah. You saw yeah, it in Bruges. It all looks like green. Yeah. <laughs> Mexico's yellow. For that to work, shouldn't there be like a scene where he is in the States and it's obviously vibrant and... Yeah, I see what you're saying. And it looks the same shit. It looks even worse. That would have to be true for the opening scene too, right? For his opening action yeah. scene, it should be like brighter. And then his real life should be muted if it's meant mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, convey that. So it's probably... More budgetary. Twelve million. No, that's too subtle. I need frame by frame, real clicking, uh, <laughs> and then a flashback <laughs> of of this scenario replaying again, but with a different outcome. Stevie, doesn't he have a big tirade about how if a movie costs six million and mm-hmm. one point eight goes to him, then that means only like point two five thousand is going to the actual film I, I don't know what his math is but is that true for this do you know what i'm talking about that scene yes so this is i feel bad for saying this what he's getting on to is pretty much like how bruce willis started making a career like in the back end of his career which is like him getting paid three million dollars to star in a four million dollar movie you know what I mean? And three of it's going to him. So I think that kind of lines up with his math, which is saying, I'm getting paid a lot of money just to be a face on a poster, to be in this horrible movie. And I'd rather get paid scale and try to be in something good to kind of re-kick, like, re-kickstart my career. So like, what does that say about about like his interpretation of himself in this? Like, does he Do you think he's really like that? Just like a humble artist? No. Just trying to make quality pictures? Oh, I don't think he's humble. <laughs> <laughs> think he's humble at all with that monologue. <laughs> that sealed it for you. That that's the that's the part. <laughs> I mean, I think it. So let's put it this way: How many actors do you think would do a movie like this for themselves? Like, were they not a part of the writing team? I don't think he was a part of the producing team. And I know he was a part, wasn't part of any direction whatsoever. Like, how many actors would do that? Do you honestly think? Like, big, like, even, like, former stars. Do you think Stallone would do something like this? I don't know. Stallone has a reality show. Maybe he would. 
you know? I think Arnold might. He seems pretty lighthearted towards himself. What was the Nick Cage movie where it was about, like, uh, doesn't he visit, like, Pedro Pascal? Unbearable weight of the massive talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the same vibe, right? Like, playing someone and talking about their celebrity in a lot of ways. So maybe Nick Cage. I feel like if you're taking this movie at its word, they say that Steven Seagal would not only take this movie, he would also cut off his ponytail for the first time ever just to be cast. (sighs) Shots fired. I mean, maybe he's listening all the way in Russia, but who knows? Like, have you guys seen Steven Seagal lately? It's hard to miss him. There's a YouTube (laughs) video that I actually haven't watched, but apparently one of these movies he made recently He's literally doing all of his action scenes sitting it's down amazing. because he can't, he can't stand up. <laughs> <You> can't, <it's laughs> I've seen it so many times, I just scroll right by it because I'm like, I know what that's going to look like. He's still like breaking necks, but just sitting down <laughs> in a chair. <laughs> There's, I forget what movie it is, but it's like, this movie came out probably in the last four years, but it's kind of like this mercenary commando movie where he's going around to like this compound taking guys out one by one and he is moving so slow and the action <laughs> is so Stealth. hard to watch like it's <laughs> it's kind of like I don't like Steven Seagal but it's kind of sad honestly what happened to him nah eh. <laughs> I mean <laughs> he's a dickhead but <laughs> Pappy what really kicks this movie off mm-hmm. so we, we learn a little bit about uh, what are we calling him log jam Goddamn uh, log jam, goddamn. <laughs> the goddamn log jam. <laughs> oh, Josh. JCVD's J- J- going through it. And, and to his credit, Stevie, like you're saying, he's being pretty vulnerable about the actual state of his life. He's going through a custody battle. Uh, he's in uh, his home country for some reason. We're, we're not exactly sure why he's in Belgium. Um, but we are led to believe that he is robbing a post office slash bank. He meets a couple super fans, takes a picture, and the next thing we know, there's shots fired coming from the bank. And I, I, I'm one of those who came to this movie totally cold. I thought for a second, oh shit, it's going to be this kind of movie. Like where he's going to rob a bank to pay for his kids, like his kid's attorney. And we get the alarm, right? the opening spoiler. Oh yeah. How great was that? I was honestly confused what that noise was, and mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way that's a car alarm, right? It doesn't sound consistent. <laughs> that was every definitely time. a person yelling, right? Yeah. Stevie, no one has yeah. sold out for an opening spoiler like you. I honestly, like... I agree. That was amazing. Yeah. Kylo said no one's listening after that. They don't deserve to listen if they hung up at that point. That was amazing. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I was having trouble breathing, but buddy, thank you. One of the funniest things in the thread today was when we were going back and forth between the subbed and dubbed version. We're like, oh, fuck. It's in both versions. <laughs> There's no respite from the screen, no matter what version you watch. Did anybody watch the sub version besides me? I did. Thank you. I mean, I stopped. I mean... I didn't know there was when I watched the first 35 minutes, which I didn't really enjoy. Uh, I like zoned out for a while because I was, but I think once I started watching subtitles, it was better. I agree. Like I've like, I started on the dubbed before and I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's brutal. To me, it almost feels like the raid, which is like almost a completely different movie when they're talking. Oh dude. Yeah. So is, is he not doing at least some of the dub? Just the American parts. 
Yeah, dude, it wasn't that bad. Whoever was dude, it's co- pretty bad. Uh, dude, it's it's rough. I'm the still, monologue was bad. I'm still subs over dubs, but Josh does not like to read. At I don't all. usually hate. How I does don't it, usually hate dub versions, Josh? How does it not just fit into the whole like, just like trope of this movie and everything that it is? It's like <laughs> right in that mid zone to have a crappy dub. Like it's perfect. <laughs> it's just operating on a different level at that point. This is not a normal movie. Like, I'm not judging it by normal movie standards. I don't know about you guys. It's very meta and strange from the get-go. It's JCVD's Inception. Except instead of (laughs) dead wife, it's my daughter hates me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big fan of yours. How are you? Great, and you? Good, good. this lost in Shebik? Going to the post office. Ah, okay. A quick photo for the store? Okay. Thank you, sir. Look, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hello. Hi. Hello, I'm just take the picture. Pap's kind of right, though. When you first get in, you know, that bank scene, or, you know, when he, you think, like, he shoots at the cop, you're like, oh, shit, like, needs to pay the lawyer, you know, went to rob a bank. <laughs> it is going to be this movie. But, Kylo, what'd you think of the reveal kind of, like, a lot of movies do this. I don't know how to describe it, where it's, like, same events, different angle. Oh, yeah, different perspectives. Yeah. Vantage point. Yeah. With Dennis Quaid? Yeah. Good addition to this movie, right? Because the movie sets things up for you, the audience, to believe a certain thing is happening. And that thing is that Jean-Claude Van Damme has gotten desperate enough to rob a bank. Uh, But it's actually not that. We get to see his perspective eventually, right? And he's just a, a hostage. And the people that are robbing the bank have set things up in a way on the fly to make it appear like it's actually him robbing the bank, Jean-Claude Van Damme. So this whole thing becomes like a media circus, of course. Oh, it's a madhouse right outside. Mm -hmm. Fans going crazy that JCVD is potentially shooting people inside. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like Dog Day vibes. I got serious Dog Day vibes. (laughs) Yeah, hostage situation in... Again, what is a post office slash bank? Apparently, that's what they have in Belgium, just one building. And the villain looked just like um, Fredo. I mean, that's where I got the dog day from. I was like, oh, it looks kind of like him. Mm-hmm. John Cazale, is that his name? Yeah, same haircut. Yeah. For sure. Well, I feel like there's a very democratic a message coming from the crowd, too, because they <gasps> never, I don't mean like democratic versus Republican. I just mean like the people. Josh, you woke bastard. The people are right. If you listen to the people, they'll tell you the truth because they are unwavering in their support for John Claude. They like no matter what happens, how many shots ring out, how many bloodied kids pop out of this post office. <laughs> they're just like John Claude Fantam. Like it's great. I love the chance through the movie. That was one of my favorite things all throughout. <laughs> There was one that was like, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? More information, what please. Is going on. More information. Oh, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. What? We need information. We need information. <laughs> I was just thinking about like, is that like the difference between like Belgium citizens and Americans? Like they're like, yeah. just like, what is going on? So, like, that's what they chant. <laughs> We'd be like saying like Frank Dukes, okay USA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
good. Swat team has now arrived and it appears that the two sides are becoming entrenched. This has escalated into a major It's been over an hour and a half now since Jean-Claude Van Damme took refuge in the Scarbeek downtown post office. I'm not gonna lie though, like out of all the bad guys, I think the guy's name was Arthur. He was the one that was like starstruck by Jean-Claude being there. And I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of on his side. If I was like robbing a bank and I was going to go through with it and then Jean-Claude showed up, I'd be like, you know, I might just listen to what Jean-Claude says and die just to get an autograph for him. I thought that was kind of a funny angle this movie took, which is a bank robber being so starstruck that he decided to kill the mastermind of the plan because he made a joke. So that's what would happen if you robbed like the flea market. That you've if I robbed, been if about. I was robbing the 4-H fair, Elkhart County 4-H fair, it's not a flea market. If I robbed the Elkhart County 4-H fair and Jean Claude was there and we just started talking, I might reconsider pretty heavily not robbing, even though it had always been a dream of mine to rob the Elkhart County 4-H fair. You'd never get past security. The 4-H fair is locked down tight. <laughs> Was that guy supposed to be 32? Oh, no, my God. Oh, <laughs> the roughest looking yeah, well, He's been in the mines since he was six if he's 32. <laughs> what was that character's name? Arthur. Arthur. Arthur? Let's see if I can find out how old he was. Yeah, it's a rough life out there. I think the cab driver was only 18. <laughs> the alarm oh woman. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Pap, I don't know about you, but... You can't. You came to this movie blind, right? A hundred percent blind. Had no idea what kind of movies it'd be. Did you appreciate that this was actually an actual like heist movie versus an action movie? Oh yeah. Like I said, serious Dog Day vibes. There's like psychology going on within the the captives, and and for the first twenty minutes, you think it's like Jean Claude Van Damme taking shots at the police, and so do the the people chanting outside his name despite all that um it gets a little bit confusing a couple times like at at one point they send in the uh police in their underwear right and jean-claude van damme has to like do a Mm cover-up move or something to save their life what does he do there exactly i didn't know if i quite followed what happened there because i was like overwhelmed with information there are a lot of small things in this movie like that, Pappy, that are hard to follow. Did he? Yeah, because this think... movie's a fever dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that one is that the guy that was injured is waking up. Yeah. And he's about to spill the beans that like Jean-Claude Van Damme is not the guy holding yeah. everyone hostage. So Jean-Claude Van Damme goes up and knocks him out. And the, co- <laughs> <laughs> and the cops like freak out and they just get into a scuffle right away. But you have the whole like element of like, the police are like set up shop in the um, the video store across the street, and at one point they're talking to the eighteen year old <laughs> slash fifty year old cab driver in like the porno back room or whatever. This movie's also funny. You're right, Steve. It's a heist movie, but there's also like comedy in it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I don't even know how you'd classify it. It's a very interesting movie. That Belgian humor. One of the guys says to like the main bank robber, like the the one that's actually the evil guy. One of his henchmen, I think it's Arthur, says, like, fuck you, David Carradine, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's well, actually kind of funny after that scene where, like, he knocks that guy's out, knocks the guy's out, and the three bagot guys take Jean-Claude in the next room, is, like, that one guy, Arthur, immediately starts, like, fanboying out, like, how'd you do that? That was so fast. Like, <laughs> you're a pro at this. And the one thing I think Jean-Claude does a great 
they, they mention it a couple times in the movie is Jean-Claude is running like on two days of no sleep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Josh, I want to break, I want you to break this down. Cause it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Can you break down the cigarette kick scene? <laughs> Are we sure that that guy's name is Arthur? I cannot find it's, him. It's the, it's the vigil. I have no idea. It's what? His name is, it's, in America, it's the vigil, and in the movie, it's like vigil. Why'd they call him Arthur? What's his real name? His real name is Kareem Belkhadra. Yes. Okay. And he is, and he is 32 40, years old. 37. <laughs> Average 10, 10, 10, 10 in the league. 44, 44 or 45 years old at this time. Jean-Claude is in his home country of Belgium, and just like everyone wants a little bit of a piece of him. You know, they want to talk to him. The cab lady wants to chat his ear off. People want pictures. People want autographs, blah, blah, blah. At one point, it goes so far as one of the people holding him hostage wants him to, like, recreate one of his moves from the movies. And (laughs) he has one of the hostages, this poor bastard, (laughs) stand there. Who's the kid who had like the apple on his head? What's that? William Tell? Yeah, it's like a William Tell scenario, but a cigarette in the mouth. And like Jean-Claude kind of slowly and controlled kicks the cigarette out and he kind of takes a little bow and he's humble and he's like, okay, can we like move on from this? (laughs) But no. Vigil is like, you know what? I've been kind of practicing your moves from the movie. Check this out. I can do it too. And I think, if I'm being critical, I think the movie makes you wait a little too long for it, and you see it coming a little bit. But man, it feels pretty funny when he just socks this poor hostage in the face. <laughs> he tries, he like right, roundhouse kicks, it. and he totally misses the cigarette. And it's a really good cut too, like a cut on action as well. I think it's just such a. I, I'm with you, Josh. I think it's a great setup because. Jean-Claude is pretty repetitive, like, I haven't slept in two days, leave me the hell alone. And he does that show and pony dance. And what was great to me, if you said the guy's name is Vigil, right? Not Arthur? Yeah. I don't know why in the subtitles camp was Arthur for mine. Um, <laughs> That's but, so funny. Yeah, camp was Arthur for me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, when he died, I was like, Arthur! But um, <laughs> what's so funny to me is the, uh, like, you're right, it does make you wait, but the amount of times that like Arthur measures up, he's constantly measuring up like, all right, I need to be here. I need to be here. And Jean-Claude's like, lower down, lower, lower, you back up. He's trying to like just formulate this, just he's trying to like get it just right, and he knows it's just gonna go horribly wrong. And like to see it cut on action, like Josh says, was kind of jarring, but still great for comedic effects like the hostages themselves don't get a lot of play in this movie you know what i mean like that's probably like the biggest scene with the hostage other other than the um the kid and his mom but it's like obviously jcvd is all jean-claude van damme right like he's in almost every scene like every shot of the movie like virtually every shot and really it's just those other three uh bank robber guys who are in the movie at all it's, it's a four character movie basically for and 90 don't, minutes don't forget about i would say bruges was a pretty big character the which one's he commissioner bruges he's the uh, director of like police or chief of police something if like only that. that plot went anywhere 
<laughs> yeah, that was weird. He does get time, though. Expand I mean, upon that, Josh. There's this... Honestly, I kind of like the character, too. So I get what Brett's getting at. This Bruges, Bruges character, he's like kind of sympa- sympathetic to Jean-Claude Van Damme. You get the feeling that he's going to figure out that Jean-Claude isn't really the culprit. And I think he does by the end. But even when he does figure that out at the end, he has like no sway. And Jean-Claude is like arrested anyway. That's... We need to talk about that. Go go for it, Brett. He kind of committed the crime. What? By saving all those hostages? No, I mean, he didn't do anything to do with the bank robbery, but... And maybe I missed it, but... He did get 400 thousand dollars transferred to pay his, law, his lawyer. He didn't have to do that. Well, that's a question. That's why he got charged with extortion at the end. Do you? So you think that he did that... Not out of obligation. That's it. That's it's. That's actually. It's actually. I saw it. It's supposed to be uh, up in the air whether he did it on purpose, whether he was trying to make the robbers mad, or if it was kind of a little of both. It's supposed to be kind of left up in the air. I, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate, I guess. It's actually kind of more interesting, I guess, if that's an element of it. Because when I see this movie, it seems obviously very sympathetic to Jean Claude Van Damme, right? It's like his movie, his perspective on life i never thought for a second that he was trying to help himself i mean he had money right no he my cars do not work i have no cash (laughs) he had no money wire fraud i mean that was for a good reason though right to keep fighting the good fight that's what i'm saying like did anybody think that he was yeah it at least keeps the money out of the bad guy's hands yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i don't i would assume that the bad guys would immediately get pissed at him and just beat the shit out of him if they were smart because how are they going to get that money now? Because that's such a five-dimensional chess play. Like, in the moment, be like, oh, this is my opportunity to pay off my child custody lawyer. Mm-hmm. Like, And <laughs> what I thought they were getting at that I liked is he was like, this isn't, one million isn't normal enough. I'm a celebrity. And I think that was like a play on how, like, really just bizarre things have happened in all of his movies that are kind of unexplainable, like we've been talking about. <laughs> And I, I I thought that's where the movie was going for a second, but I I don't think it was because it like plays in and on itself too much. But like just to start like demanding other random things. I wish he would have demanded like some Kanye shoes in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like the Yeezys. The Yeezys. <laughs> yeah, just really like leaning into the bizarre like celebrity shit would have been funny right there. Well, I thought it was gonna go like airheads. Airheads was like a '90s movie with Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, Duh. and they like Steve, they hold up Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, of course, they hold up like a radio station and they start like asking for demands because they have hostages and they ask for the craziest shit they can think of so they can plead insanity later. <laughs> like they ask for like a football helmet filled with cottage cheese and like photos of B. Arthur from the Golden Girls <laughs> naked. <laughs> That's maybe the first movie I ever saw Adam Sandler in. I just, I don't know, with the monologue and everything, I feel like this is Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, owning up to all the bullshit that he's been through in his life. I think it is. And, like, this is, we should mention, this is a replacement host, Stevie, for Sudden Death. You weren't on that podcast. I tried to talk to him, but he had, he talks about big drug problems. You think he may have even some, like, mental balance issues? Yeah. He's bipolar. Which I don't think cocaine helps that. Has he had a bunch of wives? Yes. 
Five. Five? But they all meant something special, didn't you hear? Yeah, bro. I don't know where the lie ends and the truth begins in this movie, so he's talking a lot of shit in that <laughs> monologue. I don't know what all is supposed to reflect his real life. What about kids? Is he going through custody shit with his kids? I don't think so. He's got a son. I think he just had a kid get busted in Arizona not too long ago. I forget what he got in trouble for. But Mike, you didn't like the monologue? It's not... I I don't know. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just like, this is a pretty jarring scene, and he's just rambling. He's like almost having an episode just rambling about his life, and it is like not at any point coherent like what he's talking about it's kind of insane but i don't know i mean i didn't know what was a lot of what is this supposed to like actually reflect about his life and what was just like for the movie 10 grams of cocaine a, uh, a day yeah in 96 up to 10 grand a week yep that was during the filming of street fighter the director later like outed him on that Yep. That's like the most cocaine I think anyone's ever done in the world. It was like <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme between like 92 and 97. You gotta be a real athlete to know. do that much. Noel Gallagher will probably give him a run for his money. Gallagher? Uh, the brothers that from fucking Oasis. watermelon fucker has doing coke? <laughs> Different person, rest in peace. But yes, he also does a lot of cocaine. <laughs> okay. All right. I, if we're talking about the monologue... I, I think Mikey said it perfectly. Like, it's a fucking insane, jarring choice outside of this movie. And like, I don't know. Break like, it down, Pat, for those who haven't seen this movie. Like, just like what happened? What's what leads up to it? Even like, he's is he just in the bank at that point? Right? Yeah, like, he's it's sitting right in a chair. before the decision to make the escape attempt. Okay, so it's right before he makes this like pivotal character decision. He's sitting in a chair as a hostage in this bank. Jean-Claude Van Damme starts to rise and he looks up in the air as he rises. And then we see the production lights, like totally breaking the fourth wall. The rafters. Yeah, of the movie. Railing. It's done in a surreal, like Michel Gondry sort of way. It is like, I want to kick it back to you, Pep, obviously, but that set piece to just rise up with him, but like the camera's always the same distance from his face. It's very odd. And I think he he looks in the camera at other points in the movie, like directly. Like at one point, he thinks when the banks were being robbed, that he's on candid camera, and he, like he points right to the <laughs> actual camera. Yeah, points <laughs> camera there. Yeah, but this is him. I think it's like six minutes, like literally maybe five, six minutes. Maybe I can double check, but I think it's six six minutes of him looking straight into the camera, talking to us, the audience, and like breaking down his career path his his journey to hollywood and all the people he fucked over all the drugs he did all the fucked up shit he's done in his career ways of the samurai all that yeah. stuff you shall believe people who say us it's samurai code it's honor it's honesty for this guy in america it's not the same thing we don't say us. Sometimes we say when we're in show business, we're gonna fuck him. Hey, uh, Mikey, just to give my boy JCVD a little credit, they were wrong. He's been married five times to four different women, so 
Just four women. But he had a lot of affairs. Mm. (laughs) Doubled back. I don't know how many of y'all have been to Protestant churches, but this really feels like a testimony, just minus at the end, like they asked (laughs) Jesus into their heart and things started to get better. It's like, I was addicted to cocaine for 15 years, and that's when I got on meth. And then Preach, I hit rock bottom <laughs> when I had two prostitutes at the same. And then I found Jesus. But he's. He's getting deep. He's talking about his flaws. He's even talking about how, as a person, he didn't feel like he deserved his like fame. And that when he saw people with like less than him, it like killed him inside. Is this just the writer, Stevie? I thought this was coming from him a little bit. I think it's purely from his heart. They just said to like go after it for yeah. the scene. Are you serious? Like, but yeah, this has to be all ad lib, though. Like, yeah, that's like purely from him, if I'm not mistaken. That's insane. Yeah, he's crying at one point during during it, and I don't know. I, I think it's very telling too. He says that he was destined to be a star. You know what I mean? He doesn't say that he was more talented or deserve. He doesn't. He says like you know, other people deserve it more than I do to be rich and mm-hmm. and famous. Why me? You know, and that's like we were watching Sudden Death. I was literally asking myself the same question: Why <laughs> this guy who can barely fucking speak English? <laughs> had the same thought, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know either, dude. All the Great dominoes question. were lined up against him, and yet he's Go still back to where gone. you're from, Brussels sprout. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of like add on what you said and I guess go in that same direction it reminded me of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting share right this someone would like raise their hand and be like my name's Joe I'm an alcoholic and then they would just say all this like it happens every meeting it's like one of those things where it's like people just say a bunch of words that are like <laughs> that means something to them I'm sure but I don't know what they're <laughs> trying to communicate yeah. exactly <laughs> It's like they touch on these like surface level points where I feel like they're about to like sink their teeth into something and then they don't and they move on to something else. And I think that's what Jean-Claude Van Damme is doing here. What are their names like, though? They're all called John Doe, my friend. Uh, yeah, okay. Wow, Brett. I thought so. Anonymous. But like there's there's just weird stuff in this speech. Like I don't love it, I think, as much as some of you guys do because it's like I feel like he's about to start talking about something like about like his drug abuse. But he basically just says he did them, and it wasted mm-hmm. him away. And then he moves on to something else. And it's almost like he can't get his brain like focused enough to make a point. It's just rambling, incoherent rambling. It's <laughs> it is. It's the incoherent minutes. rambling that I would expect from an AA meeting and <laughs> that I hear all the time. But at one point, and I know you guys love this, he says, it's not a movie, it's real life. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, I was, I had to think about this because I was like, is this fun? Is this doing the thing I hate? And I don't think that particular line is because it's like so, it's like such a weird way to do it, right? Because usually in a movie, if someone does that and I hate it, it's one movie character saying it to another movie character. We can't do that. This isn't a movie, it's real life. Yeah. But Jean-Claude Van Damme is like has escaped the movie for this moment in time. He's looking <laughs> you straight in the eyes in this scene. Yeah. And I might just die in this post office. <laughs> Hoping to start all over here in Belgium. <laughs> in my country, where my roots are. 
start all over with my parents, get my health back. A fresh start, so I really hope. Nobody's going to pull a trigger in this post office. Stupid to kill people. They're so beautiful. So today I pray to God. I believe it's not a movie. This is real life. The thing of it is, as inc- I agree, it's incoherent. It's absolutely fucking insane. Like, I, I think we need, just need to emphasize at one point he does start talking about samurais. Like Mikey said, it's like all over the place. But I truly believe that in JCVD's heart, this is his testimonial, like Josh is saying. You know what I mean? I think that he's truly actually spilling his guts here in what he believes is a powerful emotional way. Now, whether it works for you or not, mileage may vary, but at least he's being vulnerable. Like, that's kind of what's cool about this whole movie. He's, I feel like he's actually putting himself out there. I don't think you go to the drugs and or the wives if it's not a little real. Like maybe one or the other, but he's doing everything. It doesn't seem like there's much left under the rug after the speech, Pappy. And maybe there is worse shit that he's done, but it really feels like he comes clean after he says all this. Like I feel better about Jean-Claude as a person after this. I will just say, though, the choice to present it in such a surrealistic fourth wall breaking way, like this is a movie about Jean-Claude Van Damme playing Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, why not just have him have this conversation with one of the hostage takers? You know, like you could work this into the script organically to do it in this way is so weird and jarring. Because I don't think it was too one of the hostages or hostage takers it was to that's what i'm saying that you could do it that way though right he's like you're so great to me it was too it was to his fans i think to me it sounded like an apology to his fans it's between him and god he's just a dude playing a dude being a dude (laughs) (laughs) he he should have said and that dennis rodman thing you know that was a bad decision The fact that we were in a basketball in the third act didn't really make sense. (laughs) All right. We got to watch that one for sure. I mean, but like, I'm looking it up right now because if I remember correctly, I knew he had bipolar disorder, but he actually has what's called, um, it's called rapid cycling bipolar disorder, which is um, pretty much where people are going to be episodic throughout they're going to be extremely heavily medicated and have at least four episodes a year. So to me, that's why it sounded like really just ad-libbed and real is because he was kind of incoherent at times and it was all over the place. But in its whole context, I think it kind of encapsulated his whole career and made sense. And maybe the fact that it's surface level is just because JCV is not that deep of a guy. Hey, he's trained in the way of samurai. Hey, Pat, he stole to eat in L.A. He was taking karate magazines to clubs because he couldn't speak English. All right? This guy put in the work. (laughs) Karate magazines to clubs. What does that mean? To learn English? You know how we just did Princess Bride and Andre the Giant speaks and he kind of sounds bad and Jean-Claude Van Damme speaks? I have to check my... I, I gotta be honest, guys. 
my white dude American privilege here. These guys are speaking multiple languages. It's true. I know these guys are intelligent humans. Like, maybe not Jean-Claude, but definitely Andre the Giant. Like, I really respect, I think, both of these men. And I think they are intelligent individuals. And I think I stereotype them on the broken English. I can't help it, like, every time. Do you guys catch yourself having to, like... Be like, this guy isn't actually unintelligent. It's just his second fucking language, whereas I only speak one. No, I didn't think that. But I'm watching a dub. It's not even really him. (laughs) (laughs) He does, though, in in all of those other movies that we've seen. He's incoherent. I couldn't understand a word he fucking said in Sudden Death. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine, like, there are people that have no language because they're actually stupid people. So they're bad at their like their born language and English, but like to me, it sounds like Jean Claude probably speaks pretty good French. Like, and yes, his English is spotty, but why would he speak good French? What's that? Because he's he, why wouldn't he? Are you trying to say that you don't think he's dumb because he speaks decent French? Is that what the point you're trying to make? No, no. Well, people from Belgium speak hella languages. They have like yeah, what Flemish, French. That's English, what I'm saying. Like, a lot of them are trilingual. Yeah, it just depends on where you're from. Yeah, that's. A little different here, I suppose, but... Brett, you don't admit that when you hear someone with broken English, it makes you judge their intelligence and you shouldn't be doing that? Like, no. It's funny, I guess, but like, it's bad. It's a little bad. I do find myself doing that a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I think that hard enough about it. I'm just trying to figure out... You were saying, Stevie, that he, he sounds like he speaks good French. Is that... I'm just trying to figure out what you're, you mean by that. You see, he doesn't seem like a stupid person. Okay, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think he does either. Stevie, do the Andre the Giant impression that you did before. I think <sighs> Dude, that'll really drive gotta... things home for us here. <laughs> Something about the Holocaust cloak. You got this. <laughs> Jeez. No more rhyming now. I mean it. I, Dude, I have, to be, I have to hear it. <laughs> like, want to ride my ATV? Like, I have to, like, hear that. <laughs> that was terrible i I have to hear that to do andre i really wish i could fair enough that's but like that's like kind of like the biggest part of this movie don't you think is like that six minute monologues if like we've been talking about it for a long time i think that's what this movie is also famous for in your guys's opinion though would this movie still like operate on the same level be regarded like as good if not for that six minute monologue like could you take that out and this is still a fine film who's saying it's a fine film i will (laughs) (laughs) i will guys i'm so confused (laughs) mikey listen to this real quick i want to i want to know your thoughts on this richard corliss of time magazine named van damme's performance in the film the second best of the year after Heath Ledger's <laughs> The Joker what? in The Dark Knight. Dude, I'm telling you, Mike, you just got no taste. <laughs> I mean, it's entertaining, sure, but like entertaining in a sci fi movie way, just not a sci fi movie. Having previously stated that Van Damme deserves not a black belt, but an Oscar. Oh my. <laughs> wow. Was 2008 just like a dark time for movies outside of like comic book movies or something? <laughs> Wasn't 2008 stacked? Doesn't there will be blood? No country for old men. Yeah, those two movies in the same year. 
plus Wally. No, that was in 2008. Is that 2007? Oh. 2007. Oh, won the 2008 Oscar. Mm, 2008 yeah. was Slumdog Millionaire and uh, Ugh. wasn't like Pineapple Express or something or it's possible. Oh, I see. There was some good shit that year, dude. The Wrestler. This feels like the kind of shit you would get nominated for. <laughs> like, I don't know if he has the cachet to like be like this is a career achievement nomination, but. I mean, he's being vulnerable. I feel like the Academy loves that shit. He's speaking from the heart. I mean, relative to other Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, this one's pretty high up there. Like, this is one of the best Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. But he does a lot of bullshit. I think that's what he's apologizing for, though. He did do a lot of bullshit. Like, he's in a lot of bad movies. Have you guys seen the movie where he plays a twin? Yeah, Double Impact or... Yeah, Double Impact. But what is the problem with being in bad movies? Why does he have to apologize for that? It's like how he pays the bills. Is there something wrong with being in bad movies? Yes, you're in bad movies. He doesn't have to apologize to America and Belgium <laughs> for his sins of being in bad movies for the monologue. He wasn't like the easiest guy to work with, though, no, right, Stevie? Like, not at all. He wasn't, yeah. Prima Donna to a T. Like, I think... Jean-Claude probably, you know, made his bed and it was his time to lie in it when his career, like, went down. I don't think he got blackballed for any reason. It was his own doing. It's like we talked about in Sudden Death. He was, like, the fourth choice. They went through the standard ones. Bruce Willis, Sly Stallone, <laughs> all said no. Second string QB still still gets paid. It's true. You know, when you have this, like, specific group of, like, iconic action stars from a certain era... Right, Sly Stallone, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you have this guy in there. Of course, someone's going to be like the bottom of the barrel. But then again, you know what? Seagal is probably actually the bottom of the barrel. So, dude, he was—he's not even in the barrel. He was pretty big <laughs> in the early '90s, though. I mean, like he was in a couple hits. I would say Seagal. Yeah, yeah, he was in a couple hits, but he's still the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> he was a huge star before that. Oil is bad movie, like Oil Execs is bad movie, where he. Steven Seagal went through a phase, I mean, it wasn't a phase, I think he still does it to this day, where he thought guns like were the worst thing in the world, and so he rewrote something into his contract while filming a movie that he wasn't going to use guns in the script anymore, and the movie did not call for that at all, so it's literally the clunkiest action you've ever seen in your life, of Steven Seagal disarming men with guns for two hours, it's very hard to watch. I don't know. I liked his style of fighting for a couple of years, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. It, it didn't hold up as well as you know, like how good karate looks or stuff like that. And he had beef with Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Like in real life. Yeah, there's a pretty funny, cool story about it. Um, Steven Seagal had pretty much just been talking about how he could whoop Jean Claude Van Damme, and then they were finally both together at a party at Sylvester Stallone's house. And Jean-Claude's like, come outside and fight me right now. Or he was like, let's spar, right? See, I don't know. Steven Seagal, like, made excuses and snuck out. And then, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, followed him and, like, ran into him at, like, a club and, like, threatened him again or whatever. But it's, he was, Seagal was significantly older, so. But also, Aikido is not really, ah, 
I don't know. I don't know how legit of a martial art it is. Yeah, you can say it. It's not. It's not known to be like legit. Like it's not like jujitsu or something. He is. He is legit in Aikido, but you kind of have to be fighting a certain. Aikido is all about using somebody else's weight against them. So, like you throw a punch and you kind of like. I don't know. There's videos everywhere online, but his style is definitely different than Jean-Claude Van Damme's, who was a legit, legit kickboxer. I mean, he was a full contact karate guy. So he's also like a ballet guy, wasn't he? Like a dancer type. Yeah, of I think you're thinking of uh, kickboxer. Is mm. that when he danced drunk? I mean, he <laughs> did like train in ballet for a long time. He thought it like helped with his flexibility, and um. I think he also did, like, I want to say he was into um, gymnastics for a while as well. Um, But the funny thing to me is I kind of wish they did fight because Jean-Claude's leg kicks would have literally blown Steven Seagal's, like, leg off from the knee down. (laughs) His, like, I mean, it's why they're in all of his movies, but they're also no joke. Like, his leg kicks are no joke. There are some videos of, like, Seagal... At like some karate tournaments or I mean like Hakido like demos or something. Yeah. And he's like taking on a bunch of guys and they're so fucking pathetic. Yeah, they I mean, because that's just what that style is, but yeah, it's a lot of flips. It's very evidently like staged, right? Like to make Seagal like look good. Yes. It's a black and white film. You could see it. He's very young, he's very thin, he's tall. Yeah, there it's definitely I'm looking at it right now on YouTube. Yeah, it's definitely set up. He looks like Jim Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> what a deadly Jim Belushi. Uh, yes. Lethal. Well, I mean, Jim Belushi's torn people's ACLs in movies before, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great form tackler, Jim Belushi. <laughs> oh, fuck. You guys talking about thief? Thief, yeah. <laughs> That woman should have pressed, she really should have pressed charges on him, but... Um, Mikey, since you think like this movie actually we're you know, we're in good hands for a lot of this movie. Like how does like the mm-hmm. seat how does the hostage seeds come to a close? You picked the wrong person for that one. But... It's, it's sarcasm. How does it come to a close? Yeah, the hostage, like the whole, you know, bank robbery siege and everything. I thought this was well directed. Uh, how does this end? Oh, uh, Arthur slash Vigel. Uh, <laughs> like we mentioned earlier, he uh, ends up killing. What's the main guy with the crazy hair? Carradine. John Cazale. John Cazale. He just shoots him right in the head, <laughs> and he ends up talking for like a solid 15 seconds after getting shot in the head. It's kind of like a. Slow reveal as the camera pans around to see the bullet inside. His name is the man with the cap. What does that mean? That's just his name. That's his character name. That's his American character name. In France, it's Homme au Bonnet. I don't know why they have names like that. And the other guy, his name was The 30. The 30? Dirty 30. Huh. The guy who was clearly 47? Is that who you're talking about? That guy? Okay, no. V- Vigil, his name was Vigil. The main guy who was like right. a huge dick who got shot in the head. His name was the man mm. with the hat in English. He looks like Fredo. He doesn't even wear a hat, though. I can't tell you why he's called that. And the other guy's name is The 30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after he dies, Arthur slash Vigil uh, goes to check on JCVD because he got shot previously uh, in the arm. 
and he kind of like pretty much resides to the fact that he's just gonna die in this situation or he's going to jail he's not getting out of this situation uh scot-free uh but he asked for an autograph from jcbd and he's like yeah sure whatever i don't care and then the cops bust in and immediately shoot him because he ends up pointing his gun at them and then uh oh i guess jcbd goes to jail uh they uh, assume he's in on this extortion situation uh, where he's met by his mom and daughter. They have a conversation, and that's like the cliffhanger ending. So he finally talks to his daughter after she didn't want to uh, live with him after the divorce. That's weird, too. His daughter thinks he's cool now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> she was just like embarrassed by the bad movies and now she's cool with them. She heard the chanting on live TV. Everyone loves her dad now. He did not commit extortion. He did not commit extortion. <laughs> we need more facts. We need more facts. I like how uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme convinces Arthur to like end this whole thing and release the hostages. He's like, come on, man. Let's just let him go. He's like, all right, you got a point. We'll do that now. Dude, I'm telling you, he's had a way with words. I've done the same thing. He's like, all right, when you put it that way, I'll just release him. It's like, damn, should have just asked politely originally. Could child custody really bankrupt you? Is he fighting? Lawyers can. Is he fighting how much he's going to pay, or is he fighting? I think they said it's a custody battle. It's mm. a custody battle. It's a family court case. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think he has other debt. <laughs> I only kind of, I only kind of yelled, talked at the screen one time. Too many ponies. I was like, "There's no judge that would let a lawyer make that argument about the movies he was in. That would be so like irrelevant to the case." But. Oh, yeah, they would. 100%. But it's kind of funny. Jean-Claude Van Damme goes to the bathroom during it. He's like, "Ah, can I leave now? And he just keeps going Mm -hmm. with the DVD cases. Well, like the the attorney of like the mother thinks he like has like this bombshell. He's like, check out this stack of DVDs. Here's all the ways that Jean-Claude Van Damme kills people in movies. Breaks someone's neck. Shoots him in the head kicks him in the balls it's like uh yeah everyone knows that he's like an action yeah. star and there's gouging of the eyes i agree with brett i think that would like not be he, the judge would be like all right that's enough we don't care at least your lawyer should say objection irrelevant i mean at least give it a shot did he even have a lawyer i think he did right and now i'm not he a lawyer representing but himself i did watch my cousin Vinny a couple times so i think yeah, i know exactly. the law <laughs> Yeah, his lawyer looked like Danny DeVito, right? He was the one that was like, oh, we don't stand by JCBD's actions in the hostage situation. Danny DeVito? But he also owes me a lot of money, so we're going to want that. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. (laughs) But we are square on that now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A wire did come through. (laughs) I think that court cases like that have happened in the past, like for sure. Like off the top, Matt, I know, I know of. Um, and there's been quite a few when it comes to people in the adult pictures. I was gonna say porn would be the only thing that yep. might be considered relevant, I guess. But a even still, job. <laughs> 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 Brett, 
<laughs> three way. Backdoor slots nine. Backdoor Not slots backdoor eight. Slots nine. <laughs> violence. That's on film, Your Honor. The legitimacy of violence. How does this actor play death? Let me count the ways. Mangled under the wheels of a truck. Strangulation. Fracturing the skull. Taking out the tibula. Mr. Mr. Van Damme. There were low Please, budgets. Mr. Van Damme. Every of my movie were having heart. Laceration. Crushed under the vehicles of a car. Death by strangulation. Crushed ribs. I make money with this. Please, please I feed them. Please be seated. It's all about Mr. money. Fracturing the skull. One more. Gouging Again. out the eyes. Again. Kicks to the groin. Can I go restroom, Crushed please? under the vehicles of a car. Thank you. Crushed under the wheels of a truck. Gouging out the eyes. Crushing the skull. Uh, before we get into yes or no, do you guys have any last thoughts? What did you uh, think of some of the some of the cinematography? There's a lot of one takes, like really long tracking shots. I don't know about tracking, but like they're going in and out of different rooms yeah. and stuff. I thought I saw a cut once, a really out of place cut, but I thought I might have just saw it out of the corner of my eye instead. I might have looked away, but if you guys didn't see it, then I'm sure it didn't happen. I thought all the handheld stuff looks super cool and did a good job like adding to the chaos of certain scenes, like especially in the crowds. Like normally that shaky cam stuff I don't like, but that was pretty good. I have a question for you, Stevie. Why is Jean-Claude Van Damme so famous? Like in his his monologue, he kind of admits that it's like he was destined to be a star. What about him? Did he just lottery ball, meet the right person at the right time? He's the working man's action star, Pap. Um, no, I, uh, it's hard to pinpoint it, but I just think he has that, like, he just has kind of that it factor, that look. I mean, in his heyday, the dude's jacked a holy shit. He can, you know, kick through a brick wall if he wants to. His English is just good enough. And, I mean, I just think he's, a like, in his movies at least... Like, as far as action stars go, yeah, he's not in the best movies, but... He's given 100%. For the most of it, yeah. I mean, when he was on, you know, 10 pounds of cocaine during Street Fighter, at least he was giving it his all. Like, his heart, I don't think, could have taken another month of shooting, but... I mean... Honestly, I don't know, Pap. I can't explain it. I just like his movies. Another final thought question. There's another really weird choice at the end of this movie where there's like a fake out ending. Yeah. And it looks like the film <laughs> like cuts out. Josh, did you like that part? Uh, is this kind of what I was getting at with that like sepia tone that's supposed to be like, oh, you're kind of half in a movie, half in real life. I don't know. They really went for it here at the end where they had the end scene play out one way where Jean-Claude is like an extra hero to like all the like he's just a huge hero to like all the extras in the background and he gets like a chance to like wave his hands and everyone claps for him but then the real thing plays out and it's kind of similar except he just gets tackled to the ground by the police but 
I'm glad you kicked it to me, Pat, because I have like a little bit of a thing. My final thought. They they do that similar thing at the beginning of the movie where they play that scene where the two guys from the video store see him and take pictures with him. And they play that scene twice, but from like different angles. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. One time they play through it and Jean-Claude has glasses on and the other time he doesn't. Hmm. Artistic choice. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I, I noticed that and it's been bothering me. I was hoping you guys would fill in the gap there. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things where you you want to assume that's a choice, right? And then you kind of want to extrapolate the meaning. And maybe the meaning here is that like there's some truth to each viewpoint, but none of them are totally true. Right? Like maybe Jean-Claude's viewpoint of that really annoying cab driver is that she was a really annoying bitch. But maybe if we saw her viewpoint, it would be that like he's kind of a stuck up asshole. With or with no glasses. The continuity guy just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a choice. <laughs> Possible. I do want to say one thing. There's a scene with uh Jean-Claude Van Damme talking to his I think it's his agent. It's kind of like a flashback scene. And he's talking to his agent about like movies and like he needs to get an advance. He needs to pick a movie and get an advance so he can get money. And the agent's like, we got the script for this movie called No Limit Injury. And he's <laughs> like, it's about a, a Vietnam vet and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I did that movie already. He's like, "I we did that six months ago. What are you talking about? And he's like, you did? All right, I got another script. <laughs> he's like, all right, tell me about it. He's like, No Limit Injury 2. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can tell these scripts have just been collecting dust. Like, he hasn't looked at them. <laughs> like, otherwise, he would have obviously put that together. That was kind of a one of the good funny moments. The other part that was kind of funny to me, too, of that agent scene is you can tell that, like, Jean-Claude is not, like, top of this guy's, like, stack of, like, actors or representatives. And Jean-Claude's like, is it any good? I don't know. Did you read it? No. Should I do it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it just... <laughs> I like that scene a lot. All right, let's get into yes or no's. Mikey, let's start with you. Mm, it's a hard pass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, I went into it thinking it was going to be more of a biopic uh, for some reason. But uh, it is definitely not that. It is about the man playing the man who is the man in this meta movie. And it's just a little too far out there for me. Uh, it's entertaining in the fact that, like, I find it, like, bad entertaining, but I don't think it's, like, worthy of sitting down and really, like, let's get into this movie and have a, have a time with it and, like, analyze it or something. I don't know why anybody would do that, but it's not that kind of movie at all. Uh, but, I don't know, never seen JCVD and anything like this before, uh, usually just kind of action fodder movies that he does but uh yeah it's definitely a change of pace but just not for me i i like uh classic 80s jcb movies so hard hard pass all righty um george hard pass from mikey Whew. um this movie had me i think once john claude's parents showed up as characters and there's this one lot there's a couple times where it seems like it may be like 80 yard in but the mom is talking and she's like, no, Jean-Claude. 
<laughs> one time she's she literally goes, "My son's a good boy." <laughs> Shut her up! I can't get this done with her yapping like that back there. <laughs> it charmed me so much to see that. Um, it wasn't necessarily like the straw to break the camel's back because I think there's a lot of other entertaining things in this movie. The the weirdness. I think really draws me to it. It's just so atypical and meta, even though that word is so overused now, but it is even way back in 2008, super meta and crazy and vulnerable, like Pappy said. So I'll give it a vulnerable Vigo soft, like Vigo's like George Costanza, cold, a vulnerable Vigo. Yes. Still huge. (laughs) It still (laughs) puts us all to shame. (laughs) Um, Kylo. Hey, this is Corey. Kylo Ren memes. I'm actually going to give it a soft yes. I don't think this is like a great movie, but Jean-Claude Van Damme isn't really in any great movies. I'd like that he's doing something different here. And I like the idea of this movie. I, that that was my big takeaway, actually. The idea of this movie. An actor playing themselves. And I kind of thought this would be the opening question. But it made me think about, like, having, like, every major actor do a movie where they play themselves like this, right? We know that Nick Cage did it, but, like, there's something kind of cool about it. It's... And it always makes me question, like, is the person actually like this? Or are they acting a way that they want to be, like, perceived? So it it gets the wheels turning for me in a way. I think that's kind of fun. It's an interesting situation that he finds himself in. Um, a little bit of a letdown at the end. Uh, the villain, uh, the David Carradine guy, is pretty interesting. But he's definitely, like, a movie villain. More so than, like, a real-life guy. Like, he's such, like, a a movie character. And I guess for this heightened situation, maybe they decided that's what they needed. Because the other, like, robbers, they have more humanity than this guy. So there's definitely a contrast there. But the movie overall, it's worth a watch. I think it it has an interesting premise, and it's uh, pretty funny at times. So I'd say check it out for those reasons. Pappy. I'm going to give it a regular yes, not a soft yes. (laughs) Not a hard yes. I'm, yeah, I'm really piggybacking off of what Josh said, but it's the out there-ness of the choices that make this movie entertaining. And I honestly don't think this movie has, like, any rewatchability for me. But, like, the first time through, like I said, like, I had no idea Jean-Claude Van Damme was going to get lifted up to the rafters of the actual film set. And, like, the whole time I'm watching, I'm just, like, fascinated by what's happening as he goes on this long diatribe about samurai and cocaine and his many wives. I don't think it's like one of the great performances of its year or any year. And I, I find some of those articles interesting. Um, I find it's one of like the most interesting choices though. Like all the credit I give to Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie is just the choice to agree to do this movie because at, I don't know. He's really putting himself out there in every possible way, especially in that six minute monologue. I like the ride of this movie, Stevie. There's, like I said, a couple choices, like the the way the color is or casting a 50 year old man to play a 32 year old man explicitly <laughs> saying that he's 32. He was in the minds at six. All right. It's, 
weird. Weird choices, but I, I enjoyed this movie. Regular, normal Vigo, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm going to give this a solid yes. Um, to hear Corey say that there's no great Jean-Claude Van Damme movies is just pure blasphemy, considering that Bloodsport still exists. Bloodsport, thank you. Yeah, that's um, absolutely insane to say. But, um, yeah, I enjoy this movie a lot. I grew up on Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was, like, actually, like, he's actually probably one of the action stars I saw the most of growing up. And I know his movies aren't great. I know he's, you know, been prickly all over sets, been a prima donna, you know, been cooked out of his mind for some some years, you know, serial philanderer, all the things above. But I find this movie enjoyable. Like you guys said, he does get pretty vulnerable. There are some jarring decisions in this movie, and I think the six-minute monologue is one of, like, um, this, that, and the opening scene of the movie are just the shining stars of this movie. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is a wild ride. And part of me does hope that more actors do this in the future. Or Jean-Claude Van Damme is in the next John Wick movie. I would really love that for him. Um, But yeah, I'll give this a solid yes. And Mikey, I hope you watch this when you're in a better mood. I think you'll really. I think you'll give it a yes. <laughs> I'm in a fine mood. I think you're in a bad mood. Just watch it again. I think you just gotta watch it again. Watch, watch it until nah, you submit. I'm uh, okay. Watch it into submission, Mikey. Just get watch it until you're like, all right, I'll give it a yes. Get really drunk and watch it. Can I say one thing? Stevie? Will do. Of course. My favorite part of Bloodsport isn't even a Jean Claude Van Damme scene. It's young Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, with yeah. his and that kid's different. fucking accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. He goes, I did not sign up to be his punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exactly like JCVD. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good impression, Corey. <laughs> his five different sports logo outfit. Yeah, all Giants, though, just different cities. So he has, like, New York Giants, what was it, New York Giants jersey and San and Francisco, San Francisco Giants, Giants baseball? Giants. Yeah, uh, yeah. Either jersey or, or hat or something, yeah. That it's sounds beautiful. like someone who doesn't know American sports who's like, oh, these are the same. It's like someone who tried to look for a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, it says giant. <laughs> but, so that's what, is that five yeses and one no? Pappy, what does that make this? I haven't gone yet. Oh, Brett, yeah, Brett you gone. Brett, you go. Okay, uh, I'll we'll give this a soft... Yes. Pretty much because I love the part when the mom goes, Oh no, Jean Claude! That was really good. Uh, He's a good Josh boy. talked about. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, the first. I like. I could almost borderline say I hated the first. Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. What am I looking for? Act. 90 minutes? <laughs> The first act, but whether it's just because I didn't like the third person looking at what was going on with Jean-Claude, or if it was because I watched the dubbed, um, but I started to like it more, I, I just, I just didn't get the criminals, I thought they were like, weird, I don't, I, 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 it just seemed really 
unnatural how they were acting. But, and also it's like... We didn't even talk about two of the three of them, like, at all. What do you mean, Arthur, Vigil? 30. Yeah. Cap? We're calling the same guy that those three things all but... (laughs) Arthur? (laughs) Sorry, Brad. First I get get skipped and then I get interrupted. (laughs) Sorry. The third act was... I mean, it was all it was all okay. I did like the monologue. Um, I don't know if it's. I didn't like expect him to get into. Maybe that's like a Corey. Corey, maybe that's like a thing that recovering addicts are like looking to hear about because it's more real to them. But I feel like maybe this is more of a that was just a scene in uh, a movie of his life instead of like what he should have talked about personally. But I like that he brought it up. And I don't imagine I'll ever watch this movie again, but I will give it a soft, soft yes. Think you asked me, Stevie. Five yeses. That Five yeses didn't change. A delicious Belgian waffle. Oh, that wow. sounds so good right now. Alrighty, who's ready for some trivia? Always. Okay. <sighs> now. Josh. <laughs> so we're going to have two rounds. And we're going to start from question one through five, and it's going to snowball. So one answer one is related to answer two, is related to three, related to four, related to five. So don't comment if someone misses something. Okay. Because it might give the next person an honest chance to get that next one. So it's like one topic that we're all trying to guess, and you're giving five clues, or? No, no, no. So, um, Pepe, did you know the order? Like, who won yeah. recent to, Okay. Uh, give me like one second. Brett is the most recent with In Bruges. Then myself with Whiplash. Corey with Battlefield Earth. Josh with Lord of War. And Mikey is on the schneid George. with Upgrade from last spooky spoiler season. Okay, so you're scary. This is some long schneids. You each are going to get one question. And if you get it right, you get to move on to the final round, which is the closest to. <clears throat> See so y'all ready for this? Yep. Sure. <laughs> so I said to go French with this. So remember, it's all gonna bleed into the next, next one, next one, next one. Brett, what are the opening lyrics of the song "N Words in Paris"? <laughs> what? Uh, actual lyrics or the words? What's the opening? It's from Blades of Glory. Um, it's provocative. I don't know. <sighs> Great. And words in Paris. And words in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Stop. Um, Mikey, soundboard that, please. <laughs> Don't let it get him his own. Uh, it's prov- I'm going to say, I, I don't know. It, it, it's provocative. I, I don't know. We're going to skate to one song and one song only. Oh, oh my good God. Good try, Brett. Thanks. Remember what I said about snowballing? Pappy, what movie is that from? Oh, Blades sorry. of Glory. 
Hap goes to the final round. Corey, who is the actor who said that line? Oh my gosh. Whoa. In the movie Blades of Glory, I guess? <laughs> yes. We're talking about stuff that is not in my wheelhouse, bro. So I'm going to guess Will Ferrell. Corey goes the final round. Josh, what is the name of Will Ferrell's character, Will Ferrell's character in Blades of Glory? <sighs> what? I Why do I have this hardest question by far? That is not an easy one, my friend. <laughs> I would have got. Uh, I would have traded you in a heartbeat. Oh, uh, I figured Brett would know the music one though. Yeah, I haven't heard that song in a while. Oh gosh, Skater McSkaterson's. <laughs> Close. It was Chaz Michael Chaz. Michaels. Okay. Boom. Mikey, who is the actor who played opposite of Will Ferrell in the movie Blades of Glory? Oh. Uh, I don't know his name. Uh, Thomas Middleditch. I know that's not him. Is that your final What's answer? Him? Yeah, I don't know his name. Uh, it's John Heater. So, Pappy and Corey, right. final round. You guys ready? Oh, crap. You guys had to cheat to keep me from getting a three-peat. F you guys. I was not going to do 15 questions of Final Jeopardy at midnight. I condensed it for your guys'... I mean, it's going to run long, so I condensed <laughs> Don't it. Don't worry about Brett's sour grapes. You're doing great, ready. Stevie. <laughs> I am ready. All right. So, Pappy, you get to choose. You want to go first or second? I think Corey should get to choose. Cause he's, right, Corey, he's you get to choose. Am I like, is that my advantage I get to choose? It's the closest two, so it's up to you. Okay, then I will go second. Okay. Why all the privileges? I'm just a regular guy. It makes me <laughs> sick to think of people don't have what I've got. Yeah. Ah, how? It's the samurai code. <laughs> the question is, closest to, how much did the largest Brussels sprout ever weigh? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that's related to Blades of Glory? I didn't say it was related to the final round. Brussels sprout. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brussels sprout. He's a muscles from Brussels. Let's go. Um, Dude, I don't even know like what denomination of measurement I should be. Pounds. Okay. Doesn't help, 12, actually. Now that I'm thinking about 12 pounds. <laughs> Happy says 12 pounds. Corey. It's a big one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so big. <laughs> it's a beefy lash. <laughs> I'm going to say less. Under. Corey says 11 pounds, 15 ounces. Okay. You said under. And your retail value for the largest... Brussels sprout ever. 18 pounds, Let's three go. ounces. Happy is your That's winner. A big, I felt so bad about my guess right after I said it. Decent. Well, Pat, do you want me to kick, uh, kick yeah. the spoilers, man, so you have time to think? All right. Real quick. Take it away, spoilers, man. Special thank you to our patrons. Matt Troll. What's your real last name? Brother Brian. Van... <laughs> Van Varenberg. What is it? Van Varenberg. And why didn't you use that? <laughs> it's too complicated. Druid King. Van Damme, it's 
It's more strong, you know, like uh, Van Ban. Thank you, Van Ban. Nick. Yeah. Now, what should I... Should Honest. Do you prefer to be called Jean-Claude or Jean or just... Uh, JC, short. JC? Yes. All right. Spencer. I was 13 when I lost the, uh, I lost the, the father of my father, my grandpa. Right. And I would like to go back in, in that time just to be able to... Nurse Stacy. To see him with, with my mind right now, you know? Oh, that's really sweet. That's nice. Where's the... Uh... That's great. I'd probably want to go back and meet like some hot chick from 1910. But uh, <laughs> yours is good too. The wolf. Ow, ow, ow. And, and what did you do there as a kid? What was your life like there when you were growing up? How did you get to be a film guy, a big star like that? I was not born that way, David. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And uh... Barky 420. My first fight was against me um, because... You struggled with yourself. Yeah. You were your own worst enemy. You had to overcome... <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's all in your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to wage the... So I trained to become better physically, mentally. When I fought myself and I win, then everything was possible. Because he's right. He's right. P.K. You just could, well, everybody loves movies, but that doesn't mean we all get into them. No, you have to push so hard. I mean, it's like, uh, it's a dream since I was a child to be in, uh, into movies. So I came in this country, you know the story, and I pushed so hard and I became what I am today and I've got a long way to go. You grew up in uh, Belgium, right? Gail. But I want to do the best credit movie ever. Best fight scenes, best script, Best casting. I want to do something special in life. We'll be back with our remaining moments with Jean-Claude Van Damme. The film is Universal Soldier and it opens Friday. Swole. So I, I did like a, a demonstration on the street and I kicked him above his head and he gave me a card. And the next day I was in his office and I came for a small part and he gave me a movie called Bloodsport. Wow. Cheese zombie. Jean-Claude Van Damme or Jean-Claude Van Damme? No, it's uh, it's 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 a uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh, so stupid. But tonight I am Conan. Sebastian. Did you start in the real low budget ones, just like one butt cheek, and then you, and then you work up, you go for the two? You know, when you come in this country, great mm -hmm. country, because without America, I will not be what I am today. And and you guys, you made me, by the way, the audience. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But I came here with an accent. You came here with an accent. Uh -huh. I still have it? No, no. Okay. No, it's so, completely gone. You sure, Andy? Yeah. I, I thought you were from Jersey. Thank you. He's convinced. So, he's the funny guy. Dr. Lars. And you, you just got Van Damme. Don't get Van Damme. The Meg. Before I wasn't like this. Like this. This is me today. Then I used to be small and scrawny. I took up karate, hence the dojo and respect. You shall believe people who say, us, it's samurai code. It's honor, it's honesty for this guy in America. It's not the same thing. We don't say us. Sometimes we say when we're in show business, 
We're gonna fuck him. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Be sure to check out Corey's podcast, Big Dumb Movie. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Spoilers is now available on Audible. And we are back. Pap, what do you what are we pick in spoiling next time? Um, struggled with this one. Wasn't sure what to pick. Uh Mikey has been ringing in my head recently. I don't know if this is going to be the movie he likes to do, but he he likes when we do bad movies. I've never seen this movie. It's apparently like once in a decade bad. I I know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it cost a man the chance to direct a Star Wars movie, though. So oh, I want to go with 2017 Colin Trevorrow's The Book of Henry. And we'll see what happens. Huh. Book of Henry? Have not What's seen that? it. What? It's on Netflix. Oh, though. I know that one. Oh. Yeah. Ah, uh, shit. I canceled Netflix. Fuck. Pap, since you won trivia, why don't you take us out? Uh, okay. Um, we got a new Patreon today. That's pretty cool. Woohoo! Uh... Natalie, thanks for joining the Stauncher ranks. Um, Natalie! Thanks for all of our listeners. Thanks for all of our Patreons. Thanks for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Things I'm thankful (laughs) for. That was spoilers. Are you wild. scared of weather, Brett? Um, weather, no. Tornadoes, yes. Well, I mean, that's um, part of weather. Yeah, but like all, <clears throat> all, all thumbs are thin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, uh, weather Say, doesn't scare me. No, this definitely doesn't. I mean, tornadoes when I don't have a basement. There's like no basements in Fort Wayne. If you want a basement, you have to pay like an extra hundred grand. No, joke. you don't. Have, you don't have a basement. <laughs> Uh-uh. We couldn't afford one with the basement. And the next house will, but no, heck no. Again, it's hard. We, um, this, you know, Fort Wayne's called Three Rivers. That's a nickname. There's flooding. Like, oh. It is down places. really low when I think about it. Yeah, yeah mm. but they got three different rivers going through it. So, and there's not a lot of great places to put basements just because it, they can yeah. flood. But there's, there's plenty of. Say, when they were. Just, when they were digging yeah. my basement when we were building, uh, they hit water at four and a half feet. Eesh. And so I live on Mount Everest. And yeah, it kind of sucks, but it's worth it. No, it's, it's cool. It's, you assert dominance over your neighbors. Yeah, I am but, in the tallest house in the neighborhood, so it does make me feel nice. Here's a question, though, Stevie. Yeah. When you dug 
into the ground, did they just move the headstones or did they move the bodies? They just moved the headstones. They moved the headstones. They didn't move the bodies. At first, I was like, did they not get that? And then you both went out. I was like, yes. Uh, dude, dude, I got to show my kid that movie. I've been showing it's her. Not, why? It's not even remotely scary, though. Maybe for a kid, though. Clowns, bro. Yeah, it's that's that's bad. It's pretty scary. I mean, what for a scary movie? I mean, none of them are like, you know, that bad. But the only think... thing scary is the Zelda woman. Pet yeah. Cemetery. Oh, we were talking now. We were talking about. Poltergeist. Oh, different Zelda woman from a different horror yep. movie. Yeah. And I would have. <laughs> were you talking about Poltergeist when it came in or Pet Cemetery? Yeah, no, I thought you switched gears. Oh, no. Sometimes I've never seen Pet Cemetery. Best friend Drew said it was like terrifying as a kid and he'll never rewatch it. It is a little scary as a kid. I mean, watching like a three year old get ran over by a semi is never <laughs> fun, but yeah. it can be a little scary. Fun to Did, Josh. Did, did you watch the remake? No, yeah, I saw I, it. No, but Jason Clark, it, whatever his name is, is it scary? Not really. It's they tried to like do what they do with a lot of Stephen King adaptations and like fill in some of the stuff that was in the book that wasn't in the original movie. You know? <laughs> but uh, it wasn't quite enough to make it to push it over the line. The, the original still better. What was a surprisingly good movie? I thought was. Um, do you guys ever see Doctor Sleep? Yeah, no, I actually, I have, actually like I have it. the book. I want that to was actually to to really good. It was cool. <clears throat> yeah, well, there's like I a point when Obi-Wan is like looking at some glass and it says like, hello there, I think. Yeah. I was like, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, how do they do that? <laughs> Dude, I forgot I've seen this movie. What, Pet Cemetery? Yeah. No, Dr. Sleep, the Shining oh. prequel. That movie's got I mean, the sequel? cannibalism. Sequel. Yeah, they, you know, do the whole QAnon thing, and they feast off kids' fear. When are we spoiling, uh, what's that movie called, Mikey? The <laughs> Sleep, uh, Sound, Sound of, of Silence? Freedom. Dear God, yeah. you guys are just like oh, Sound of Silence. Talking CNN episode. What does that mean? What? <laughs> you guys are so predictable sometimes. So predictable. <laughs> We're oh, so predictable. Oh, oh. <laughs> I knew you were going with that. Nice. You know, that I, was nice. I saw people criticizing that movie online, but the reviews are still pretty good. So. I heard it. I heard it's just boring. Like some people said even. that. Yeah, some people said it's like kind of a slog, but it's got Jesus it, in it, right? It takes a lot for me to say a movie's boring, and yeah, it does have <laughs> the Passion of the Christ actor, Jim Caviezel. Yeah. I saw someone make like a meme of the poster of the of that movie, and it says "Pedo Jesus." <laughs> I almost shared it to the group, but I was like, "Nah, don't want to make Brett mad." <laughs> just kidding, Brett. I just was like, "Nah, it's probably not." <laughs> I don't want to have this big thing that says "Pedo" on it in the group. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just don't say "CP." Joshua loses freaking mind. Oh, that was a fun Josh? time thread. That was a really <laughs> child play pod. Cyberpunk. Yeah, definitely yeah. child's play. He was like, dude, I'm at work. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Time heals all wounds. <laughs> Swords and shields. Yeah. So, you guys, Damn, you have a minute uh, yeah, before let's, we start to talk about the. Let's get a rough plan. Woohoo! Next week. 
So, Pappy, you said there's three things that we should do for sure, like in terms of podcasts, which I, I noted down. Oppenheimer, Patriot, which is one of Brother Brian's. I could go. Pod- well, let me just say I could go either way on Patriot because there's a big time opportunity cost of doing a three hour movie. Like, oh, it's three hours. Oh, is that how long? It oh, is? dude, Patriot well, is. That's an afternoon you've never on seen TNT. It? I've seen it like I don't remember it being ago. that long. It is an afternoon. It's literally like from noon to five on TNT. Holy crap! It's, it's worth it. It's two hours and forty five minutes. I've seen that movie ten times. I don't think I ever realized how long it was. Uh, it's I'm an down. Easter Sunday at grandparents' house for sure. I'm down, but that's a huge. That's like that's four and a half hours with pot. Yeah. I'm gonna put it into the maybe list then. Well, we will do it eventually, but... Yeah. I, I have a little list for this trip. Uh, Shakes the Clown. Looks like that I, one's locked in. You guys I are have, <laughs> I have a... Uh, can I bring up a problem yes. with that? Yeah, go ahead. The thing, the thing about Punishment movies is the f- other people who didn't lose don't have to watch it. So why... I'm not saying that, like, we can't... We can just not sit in there and watch the movie, but... You, we're basically being forced to watch your punishment movie. Yeah, come on, watch it with me, bro. Here's another that's one. Not, Did anybody watch? Not. Are we like watching it live? Shakes the clown. Is I've seen Shakes the clown. In. Here's not locked in. So Here's, we're gonna watch okay. a movie about alcoholism with Corey and his wife. We're not Here's even. Two. We're behind on a punishment movie. It's not Here's, even time for that one yet. We're never doing signs. That's never. <laughs> Bummer. Well, so who got second to last? Here's here's two other choices: Blood and Blood Out. Is also yes. a Patreon pick. Oh, also yeah, a three-hour nice. movie, though. Oh, damn it. Uh, is it and really? Stevie what? owes a punishment, The Happening, which could be super Ooh, fun. I would do that. that. I'll do that. That sounds fun. That's like the only... I'll, yeah. I'll volunteer as tribute to take The Happening for Jordan and Signs. Like, he, we're, we're never going to do... We're never going to do Signs. It's we're just never going to happen. Signs. Well, there, well we should do signs. Just well, as. Josh, how is it trending the other way? Happy said we're going to finish hope. after 100 episodes. You said this podcast was over. I said 300, and we're way past that now. I'm with my. I'm with Mikey. We should do signs at some point, just because it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. Right? Well, we'll just move it down. It shouldn't jam up the punishment picks, but I think, I think the, the happening would be was, fun. I think the happening the would be really second fun. Second to last, I should get a. How long is the seven. happening? An hour and a half. Ooh. Hour 40 tops. Hey. Another 2008 film. Jeez. Hey, hey, hey. You've done a lot. An hour and 30 minutes. Perfect. Boom. Lock in the happening, Corey. Okay. I like that. So the only two how, for sure are Oppenheimer and the happening. So now, I have shields. some other potential. Short, Swords and Shields is a potential. That's the a nice thing one. about that is that we don't have to watch, watch a movie. Yeah. Huge. So that's guaranteed then, right? That's a for sure. All right. I think we should. And it's also a 30-minute, 40-minute episode. I found some vengeance I need. Yeah, you said you're ready (laughs) for Swords and Shields. So here's the thing. I want to do a movie that, like, Mikey brought up something that, like, kind of, like, opened my eyes to, like, a certain kind of movie we do. I think it was when we did Congo, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the last episode you guys did. But he was saying, like, genre movies that are, like, kind of... They don't even have to be good. They can be, like, bad, and they can be just, like, kind of... What is it that you guys did? Like, we did Congo, and we did another one, and Mikey was said you liked... Du- don't take Dunstan checks in. I know Mikey loves that movie. Oh. 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 
Don't Sorry. <laughs> it was during the sudden death pod. But anyway, I think we should do something that's kind of dumb and fun like that. Um, I think it'll just make for good content while we're all there. Dustin checks in. Dustin. Like do you guys actually want to go Dunstan. with that? Not Dustin, Stevie. I know. We should. We should have a fan. So me and my sister called people, it all the time growing up was Dustin. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Have people a poll. Should we do Dustin checks in, Mighty Joe Young, or Ed? Yeah, or the happening. Poll. The happening or radio? I would say lock in the happening. Uh, yeah, it's locked in. Three what? eight what's not movies in? and a. That's the same thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out what Stevie was talking about. Yeah. The happening can't be locked in. Then it's there's a, no poll. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an old old joke between me and Pappy. Uh, that's funny about the shed scene. I've never seen radio. <clears throat> oh, they tie Cuba Gooding Jr. up and lock him in a shed. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're, we're doing Oppenheimer. That's are we that's seeing Oppenheimer together? Is that I, I yeah. can't sit in a regular movie theater chair for three hours. It'll be everyone but Brett. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> do. We'll just find a movie theater close to us. Okay. All right. So Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer for sure. That's our feature. Are we? Are, I thought we locked in Swords and Shields. That should be number yeah, two locked in. Yes, because it doesn't require. Yeah. But then someone said the happening's locked in. It is. Which means well, we wouldn't sh- get a poll. It should be. Then what's we the? We don't poll? need a poll. I just a poll for eight movies. Put the hap- Yeah. Put the happening in in the poll. Let the patrons pick what we do live. I'll do it right now. We'll do a poll. What are what are the opciones? Okay, here's here's just some I thought of. Okay, I'm getting this poll ready. You read them out, Corey. So, Pat, Stevie and uh, Mikey, this might be more your guys' alley. I thought of Double Team, the Jean Claude Van Damme. Let's movie. fucking go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. So they could continue our Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, wow, alley. you said that. Why did so you say bad? every name wrong? <laughs> John Log Can Van. I, I understand. Log Brett for the pod. John Log Van Tam. <laughs> I'm with Joshua. Why are we doing more Jean-Claude Van Damme? I mean, we don't have to. It's just kind no, of when I, I thought that the group might like. That's a great option for the Patreons. They're like, we like this alley. They're going down. Let's continue You down. just want to go through the entire JCVD collection. That's all. Okay, and they can they help should, us start it. They should get that option. They I should. have the happening on the list. What else should I put? Oh, I thought the happening was for sure. Yeah, I should. What? I don't know. Wait, we're only doing three pods, right? Four. If we do Swords According and Shields, to Pappy. that's okay. Well, I didn't listen. No way. Josh when when, w- when will we do these pods? We'll just like lay out our ish like wise how this could possibly happen. Oppenheimer all of Friday wiped out. <laughs> Saturday it is. What's going on? What's going on Saturday? Friday night Oppenheimer. Yeah. Six a.m. Bright and early, boys. Swords and Shields. <laughs> Six a.m. Swords and Shields. <laughs> well, I figured we'd do Swords and Shields at like. You know, two in the afternoon or something on Friday. Like whenever we all are there, like let's just like plug in and talk about stuff. We can't check in till four, right? I'm gonna try to check in earlier. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to. I'm gonna change the name of the thread to the address. I think four is too many. I just honestly think that's crazy. Let's just shoot for three, and if there's a fourth one, then whatever. Yeah, we can have a flex pod. The poll. Dunstan checks in. The happening. What else should I put on here? Double team? 
that's not fine. If that's the one with two Jean Covey names or the one with Dennis Rodman? Rodman. Rodman. Are there any other the Reds? I had um, another suggestion that might be fun. Pacific Rim. I don't know how you guys feel about that. That'd be fun. Best friend Drew said want me to watch that with him for like 10 years. Put Pacific Rim pretty, on there. I heard it's yep. pretty cool. So Watching okay. Charlie Hunnam try to like fight his way through a Carolina accent is pure gold. Can There's I a get lot of a wild card thrown on here. Yeah. Ace Ventura 2. <gasps> That's going to win the polls. Win nature <laughs> calls. Put it on there. Perfect. Bumblebee tuna. Let's go. showing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting me too hyped for tonight's pod. Guano yeah. balls. All right. Okay, guys, I have one. I have another one, and I've been saving this up. I, I didn't want to bring it up up front. I figured we should do something that's like the room level bad, and okay. a lot of you probably haven't seen this movie, but Birdemic, Shock oh, and Terror. Who? Yeah. You guys feel it okay about that, or maybe is that in Asylum Productions? Oh, yeah, I'd, wow. I'd be down for that. I haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah, those were used to be the Red Box special. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just want TV to pick a one of these days. Name of the poll. Corey returns to the Midwest. What movie should we do? Dunstan checks in. The Happening. Double Team. Pacific Rim. Ace Ventura. When Nature Calls. Birdemic. Shock and Terror. Can you just, that, that's like, enough. accentuate the fact that we're all going to be live in one house doing it together? Yeah. Just saying he's coming Whoa, back. Oh, yeah. I'll be live in <laughs> Doing it <together>. one. <laughs> Say it the way Josh said it. Just one potty orgy thing. Just one unit all together. <laughs> <laughs> one bed. <laughs> Hopefully not. Speaking of which, Brett, uh, are you and Brittany cool with taking the couch? If you, it, You're joking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I would flat out not go. <laughs> you're you're really not going to Oppenheimer with this, huh? We can't talk you into I'm, it. Yes, you could definitely talk me into it. Just okay. let's just move on. All right. It's gonna be. It just we, we go to a theater that has recliners. Oh, I would love that. I don't know. It's if awesome. Your guys' Podunk State tomorrow. has it, but. <laughs> Dude, I'm a recliner only guy, right? Podunk State. I just said the theater we go to has recliners. What? No, Pappy's Podunk. Well, they oh, levitate in Simi Valley. Dude, the Regal in Simi is so nice. Publish? So fucking nice. That's what we do. That's where we go to the Publish. Regal. It's like, why, do the, why does everyone not have recliners? It's stupid. Paul, is there a funny oh, picture I can add to this? It's like a... <laughs> The group picture of spoilers where Jordan has like something on his head. It looks like something was right behind him. What was that thing? It was like on Josh's wall, and it looks like it's on Jordan's head. Oh, that was. The Can we take off. a group? Would you get a group, group photo this time? But like in a group photo, have Josh extend his arm out. But we also or, put like brother Jordan in the photo. Photoshop him? No, no, no. We just we just put like the name under it. We just put brother Jordan next to Josh. But it's like Josh's arm out next to nothing. That's so sad. I think it'd actually be kind of funny for people that follow the pod. Might as well Photoshop Vince in there. That's the one that Dude, people yes. <laughs> Can we do it in front of a cliff face? Or at least a, like a hill or a mountain? 
Abby has a picture of him with Vince somewhere. Just post that. All right, I'm posting this poll now. I can't find a funny picture. Changes subject. I'm going way back in the archives, Kylo. Gonna see if I can find that. If you can send me a picture, I'll attach it before I post. I fucking this. forgot about that. How long have we been a goddamn podcast? Going through like nine years of Instagram here. We're closer yes. to ten years. <laughs> we're closer to ten years. Yeah. Damn. Let's Look see. at all we've accomplished. <laughs> I think any day now, I'm gonna get that big break. I think I'm next joined in seventeen. I think next March will, will be eight years. Oh my god, that's a long time. What month was I out there? August. October. Yeah, it was Labor Day. October. No, it was Labor Day, wasn't no, it? No, it was around the Ohio State game. It was yeah, literally it was the day, day of. Yeah, it was. That's how yes, Stevie's I, I mind except, works. Except, really yep, Notre Dame football games. <laughs> That's how I remember things. Wait, what does that mean? What month? September. Yeah, it was in September. Because I remember I had to leave because Florida State LSU was on. I had to drive back home. Had to leave. Yeah, I support the team. Chose to. No offense. I, it was bad Gotta timing. That was a terrible Gotta weekend. Support. I. Happy. I just think there's too many posts. I mean, I'm still going, but I mean, can we, uh, so, yeah, hold, on, I mean, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. My spoiler is super simplistic tonight, boys. You're gonna like it. I feel like I'm pretty fair. Just waiting 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I feel like I, I agree. That's what I'm yeah. saying. We, we shouldn't, we can go. That's fine. Wait, wait. I almost I'm, got it. I, I see all of us together in Josh's room. Oh, it's a little, it's, it's a little chicken on Jordan's head. I'm not there. I found it. I wish we do a trivia. I wish we do a trivia. I got what a the picture. Hell? Why weren't you there? Who? Were you not listening? No. no. I left. <laughs> I go watch a football game. Oh yeah. The thing is, Jordan's trivia ah, is interesting. You would have won for sure. Yeah, I was listening. Uh, your consequences okay, met up with your actions. Posting. Posted. <laughs> Can't take it back. Oh, I think I got it. Not too late. Ah, fucking hell, mate. Didn't get it anyway. Anyway, I'm ready to record. I'm all tested out. <laughs> it still trips me out to see what Stevie looks like because I forget. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> vaguely Jake Gyllenhaal. Va- I get that a lot. <laughs> vaguely Jake. <laughs> no, no. The most I get is um, Jake and um, Seth Green. I get a lot of Seth Green. Travis Darnold. You got a second vote. Seth Green. Yep. Who voted so fast? Who vo- who did? Someone's just like refreshing. That was <laughs> so fast. Why haven't they posted? Gold! <laughs> just gotta feed that dopamine. The picture doesn't even show in the poll. You have to download it. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> and it's the, the attachment. Samwise from Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's what you use after all <laughs> my hard work. Jordan doesn't have a chicken on his egg, though it does look like that. Chicken no, it's like behind head. him, but it looks like it's on his fucking yeah. head. Bro. It looks like he's wearing a hat. <laughs> that's pretty great. Honestly, like kind of looks like made. a looks kind of like a yamaka with a chicken on top of it. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Well, 
we did one of those Alexander Cooper joints in my basement, and I pulled out this artwork he had done in like eighth grade. It looked like all the press Jordan's like self portrait. <laughs> <laughs> we like projected it onto the wall, and made him pose by it. <laughs> Three votes. <laughs> What are the what are the uh, results? What are the votes? What are the votes? Thirty-three percent Pacific Rim, sixty-seven percent The Happening. Let's save it for the pod. Oh, oh. dude, The Happening is gonna win. Okay, so it's, it's, it's happening. It's happening. I predict Ace Ventura wins. It's happening. Now Ace Ventura is gonna take it for sure. People love that fucking movie. I think Ace Ventura is gonna win. Yeah, it's gonna make a comeback. All right, sorry. We I'm can ready. Start right. We're good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, for my spoiler, feel free to use mine or like I have a version you can dub over. It's up to you, but let's let's, let's roll with it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mr. We need more dubs. Yeah, we can dub. <clears throat> Check. I just right, hope right. someone downloads this picture just to be so disappointed by Sam. <laughs> oh, Ace Ventura gets a vote. Check, 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 check. Hey, you guys got to stop looking at it. That was quick of Josh <laughs> to start voting already. <laughs> no, I have not. Happy's <laughs> the one that votes all the time. I do have a... Yeah, I'm a Patreon. <laughs> I get a vote. This is... <laughs> wrote the book. That's insane. This is bullshit. Ready? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a drink before I do this. All right. Oh, Why do you hate me so much? All right, let's do this. <laughs> I wish you could experience what it's like for five minutes. I wish all of you guys could. You blow your freaking brains out. You blow your freaking brains out. <laughs> to be Brett for five minutes? Uh, to have the, yikes. the problem that I have. Well, I'd have the gun. <laughs> <sighs> We're off to a hot awesome start. Awesome episode. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Go Sometimes press record. Got to press it. Alright, three, two, one, go. That was spoilers.